Are we live? Yeah, we're live. Wow. How long were we live? Just as soon as you said that. I had just started it. Fantastic. Hello, welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. Um, This is the Let's Be Realistic podcast. Welcome. Where we talk about weird stuff that you didn't know about, but it's true. It's real. That's right. It's realistic. Yeah, make your own... Uh, Make your own assessment. Make an, a, make yeah, an yeah. assessment. We'll tell you our assessment and you tell us your assessment. Well, I got to be honest. I am so much happier with this format and, you know, not, it's not a knock on our other format, but like I'm, I'm happy with this because it gives us an opportunity to, to research the things we like and to talk about the things we like and learn things, which is um, cool. And I think it's hopefully yeah, interesting to more people. Yeah. And do it um, in like a cool way. That said, we're still definitely going to talk about relational things. Oh, we're going to talk about we ourselves. We love don't talking you, about ourselves. Don't, don't worry. you worry. That will still happen. But the main bread and butter, if you will, will be more interesting. I That's hope. right. Um, let us know if you agree with that. Um, that said, I where, would. Where would they do that? Oh, the social medias. The socials. The socials. Um, at LBR Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And LBRpodcast.com will get you to anything. Let's be realistic. That's um, right. I did want to say that I think this new format works really well for us because I like true crime and psychology and weird stories like that. And I think you don't care that much and you humor me. And vice versa, you like history stuff and I like conspiracies, but you talk about like obscure war stuff and I don't really care. And so this is a good platform for us to both talk about the things we want to talk about and the other one has to be involved. (laughs) Oh, so are you projecting? (laughs) Maybe. You don't feel that way? No. Oh, sorry. I like the true crime stuff. I just... um, I guess I, it's not my go-to. Right. Uh, I do like it, but like after a certain, I don't know, after like 20 episodes of listening to like. Murder. Well, yeah, because it's always the, it's it's like if many of them have the same like story. It's like, yes, he was abused as a kid, raped children and murdered them. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. Just after a while, I'm just like, okay. That well, means like, you I don't really like true crime, babe. No. That's all I'm saying. No, I find the stories to be fascinating. I just, I think that, and, well, I, I get, like, I, I want a smaller, I want smaller helpings every single time. You know? Like, I don't, I can't listen to true crime over and over and over and over and over like some people do. Right. Where it's like they just However, subscribe to all these different true hopefully, crime Hopefully, um our format and our stories are slightly more interesting. I'm going to try not to do just the normal everyday true crime stories that everybody knows. Well, and we're not a true crime podcast. No. Although we are in that category right now because nothing else fits. That's right. If the glove don't fit, don't mean shit. So anyway, that's where we are for now. OJ. Um, I think you had a grievance. Let me try to remember it without looking at my notes. No, you should look at your notes because I was just going to ask you. Was it now? Was it? the? (laughs) Oh, it's the scammers. It's scammers on like trying to buy stuff or calling you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, So my grievance is as follows. Um, I got a call from um, somebody with, let's just say like, a central or a southeastern Asian accent. 
letting <laughs> me know that this was the social social security administration and sure. they they put my they put my social security number on hold. Oh, I'm sorry. Until I paid mean? off whatever bounty. <laughs> um, and then I and they're like, if you're concerned, click one or press one. So I was like, oh, yes, yes, I'm concerned. Please, I love. <laughs> I love talking to scammers, man. It's just He it's really like, does. He's it's not It's like lying. I've got um I've got my own boilerplate for well, scammers. Whereas I just don't answer the phone and I avoid it at all costs. Patrick's like, "No, let me at him. I want to talk to him." Oh yeah, I'll, I'll 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 talk to him for a while and then I block the call. But so anyway, what do you do? Number. What's your standard? Um well, we'll get we'll get there. Hold on. So I uh I I hit one and the guy's like, "Hello." And I was like, "Hello." <laughs> and he was like this is a social security social security administration i was like the social <laughs> security administration he's like silence and then click and i was like he hung up that fast wow <laughs> he's like, this guy he, i can just tell by the tone even, of his voice he's not to be trifled with you did not get to say your famous lines no I don't know. I feel a little uncomfortable saying them right here. So are you... Okay, well, no. <laughs> I usually don't now. say them out loud. You usually message them. Yeah. Because it happens a lot on like OfferUp. Yes. Scammers contact yep. you to buy your Offer stuff. OfferUp, eBay, Craigslist, you name it, man. The scammers so are out there. They're like, hey, I would love to give you asking price, but can you like do... But like, oh, I only have this card and it works on PayPal and can you ship it to Miami or like... Or like, I'll pay you $400 more than your asking price, but you have to do X, Y, and Z. Right. But you got to deposit the check in your account right. and then give me the balance. Right. Sorry, what? Um, so, so my boilerplate uh, is just a really quick, and, <laughs> and you guys are, all, you know what? You guys are free to use this. Oops. I, will, I, I typically will type something um, along the lines of, eat a dick. You bottom feeder and then <laughs> hit send and or, away it goes. Or a bag of dicks. Or a bag of dicks. Eat a bag of dicks. If I'm particularly in a bad mood, you're I tell them to feeder. eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> one time you asked me, you're like, what does it mean to, and I, I'm sorry because you're going to have to mark this one explicit. I didn't mean to get, to go down this rabbit hole, but yeah, truthfully, but here we are. like, I asked you what it means to eat. It's a vulnerable eat. position. I right? asked you what it means to eat a dick. Yeah. And I said, like, it doesn't really, mean, it doesn't need to be like them physically like eating it with like a fork and a knife Ew. it's just like look just flop it around your face <laughs> just <laughs> like a in your mouth <laughs> like a marshmallow in your mouth doesn't matter no. don't care oh my gosh okay uh, yeah so anyway that's his grievances scammers and now you guys know how to respond to them oh you know what i have a second grievance sure let's hear it if you send somebody an email with instructions mm -hmm. and then they respond to you that they've confirmed receipt of said instructions. Yes. But it's their fault that they wait till the last minute to file something. Mm -hmm. Don't come back to me and say, oh, it was done correctly. When you know and I know damn well that it wasn't. Right. That happened recently. And you're fiery counsel. about it. I was not happy. Okay. Like, clearly you messed that up. It's not my fault. It's right. It goes back to people not taking responsibility for their actions. It's right. fine. Please see the attached email. Please scroll up. Yeah. Okay. So we have some interesting Halloween-y kind of stories for you today. 
This is our Halloween episode. Yes. Um, and we are going to do our darndest to try to transition to becoming a weekly podcast. So um, I think that's starting now, right? Like this will be the first episode of our new weekly cadence. That's correct. Cool. Cool, cool, yep. cool, cool. All right. Hopefully that will... Very cool. Hopefully you guys are okay with keeping up with that. Um, hopefully you don't think that every other week thing is more than enough because you're just going to have too many episodes. But anyway, this will be the first episode of our weekly cadence. Um, and this is our Halloween episode. So our stories are a little Halloweeny yours more than mine. We're just going to hop right into it. We're just going to blow past, blow past this black gold elixir inside of my hydro flask. Oh, you were, weren't you? No, they're gonna be. St- well, I was gonna do it at the end, but go they're ahead. They're gonna cut you. Oh, okay, they're gonna cut me. Well, the Let's Be Realistic podcast remains to be exclusively fueled by Serafina. Yeah. Um. The other day, I went in there and I said, if I come in on my birthday and ask for a cup full of whipped cream only, can I have that? And Brianna was like, Yeah, dude, I'll give you one right now if you want. <laughs> I was like, that's no, okay. I'll wait for my birthday, but that's good to know. They have the best whipped cream I've ever tasted in my GD life. Yeah. Serafina, uh, local micro roastery in Phoenix. Fair trade. Fair trade. Killing it. Two Small locations. Batch roastery. Jefferson and Central. And then 7th Street and Fillmore. 7th McKinley. Avenue. 7th and Avenue. Fillmore. 7th Avenue. And, Fillmore. and that one's a drive through and it's open seven days a week. That's right. Holla. Get in there, check them out, grab a sticker. I think we got some stickers out there. Still. Only on the Jefferson location. Okay. But yes. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So very cool. I think you should go first this week. Um. Okay. Yeah. Let's get right into it. You're let's hear uh, it. just getting right into it. No Oops. foreplay. Oh. We're not trying to grease the wheels of our okay. listeners. Grease right. the ears. That's enough. All right. So, you know, I I struggled with this topic because i wanted i was hoping that there was like something more sinister you know because i feel like halloween is just has this like Evil. really cynical 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 there it is sinister yep that's Third what happened times yep mm-hmm. i see what happened there anyway um yeah it's, it's sinister yeah that's connotation okay um so I was like, oh my gosh, the story of the jack-o'-lantern has, I bet it, I bet it's just, you know, like full Super of, scary. yeah, full of like, evil mystery. Yeah. Human sacrifices and oh, everything. Okay. It's not. <laughs> okay. It's actually, but, it, but it's interesting. So I'll, I'll fire, I'll fire off. This is the, uh, this is a history of the jack-o'-lantern. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. The history of the jack-o'-lantern. Oh. Semicolon. <laughs> no, sorry. Colon. The Legend of Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. Ooh, this sounds interesting. And wouldn't you wouldn't you know it? It comes from a good old Irish myth. Wow. That's Do you right. feel right at home? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. The Irish were 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 crafty. Well, it's <laughs> Yeah, so or a Celtic myth. Uh so Stingy Jack <laughs> was a dirty, nasty old man who played tricks on people and even played tricks on the devil. Whoa. How does one do that? You gonna tell me? Yeah. Okay. So, so the, as the legend goes, like one day he uh, invited the devil to go drinking with him because he's Irish. Sure. Yeah. What else he gonna do? Uh, uh, and then he told he's like, yeah, 
devil come drink with me and then when it was time to pay he was like no i'm not gonna pay he's like but devil you should turn yourself into a coin to pay for these drinks and devil's like and then yeah just turn yourself back from a coin later and it'll be the perfect trick and the devil was obviously like okay that's great (laughs) we're just stealing it's gonna be perfect (laughs) um so he turns into a coin (laughs) puts stingy jack puts a coin next to a silver cross in his pocket so he can't turn back so he can't turn back right and so the the deal was he he uh, bargained with the devil and he said hey like if you don't mess with me for a year then i'll, I'll let you free and so the devil's like yeah that's fine well Deal. if he's a coin he can't mess with him already well but after yeah because i mean otherwise you got to deal with that you know <laughs> um <laughs> right so the it, but it gets better it get be- it really stingy jack is up to his old tricks oh okay his yeah, hijinks so, if yeah you his will. hijinks so later he convinced the devil to climb a tree to get some fruit okay right sure but while it was up in the tree good old stingy jack just quickly carves a little cross in the tree trapping the devil in the tree wow no stingy jack's real stay dick. up there forever yeah devil yeah so um this is now i i had listened to like a couple different um i listened to like uh two short youtube videos from um, i can't remember which i what they were from you should probably cite your sources well Patrick. so most of it comes from the history channel.com sure history.com okay um and there was conflicting accounts of whether to let him out of the tree it was he told the devil not to that he couldn't mess with him for 10 years okay and he couldn't claim his soul after he died or oh he couldn't claim his soul after he died there was like a, there was inconsistencies whether that couldn't claim his soul after he died happened later right I'm not sure about that okay. one okay um so the devil agreed and then boom jack got him out of the tree so shortly after that within the 10 years jack dies but God's like, no, I'm not going to let such a piece of crap and unsavory <laughs> human being into heaven, right? Right. So. He but, didn't love Jesus, so. Right. But standing true to his word, the devil's like, yeah, I'm not going to take him either. <gasps> so where did he go? So the devil tossed good old Jack a like a burning piece of coal and was like, here you go. Here's a light your way when you're just wandering in the dark. <gasps> that is horrifying. Right. I do not like that. So the, f- so the first jack-o'-lantern was actually carved out of a turnip and so oh. because obviously it's a piece of freaking like e- eternal burning coal right carved out a turnip and put it in there to use as a lantern he did jack did he put it in a turnip yeah because jack's just cruising around because he out. can't hold the coal because it'll burn him right so well, he put I mean, it in a turnip case right with holes in it yeah good as old a fa- lantern like a, like a flashlight there it is a flashlight no patrick why so in ireland and scotland <laughs> people began to make their own versions of jack jack-o'-lanterns jack's lanterns by carving scary faces in turnips or potatoes and placing them into windows next near doors to frighten away stingy jack and other wandering evil spirits and did they just go straight to putting candles or did they also use burning coal um so they would use like wood embers or coal or candles interesting um in england large so was this were like used. this like a word of mouth story that was passed down 
Um, it's actually from the ancient Celtic libraries. Libraries? That's just, they did not exist. They were pagans. So you're making fun of me? Yeah, a little bit. Oh. Yeah, things weren't civilized around there until the good old Romans so got there. So I was there. correct. Yeah, it's all word of mouth. Okay. Um, so the English used beets, large beets, and then when they got to the United States, there weren't as favorable uh, of turnips and beets, so that's when <laughs> they started to use the pumpkins because it was a, a native fruit that was like really hardy. Oh. Yep. And it's easier to get your hand in there. That's right. Put a candle in. Uh, that is correct. <laughs> um, here's the here's the thing. So I also did some research on Merriam-Webster.com, the encyclopedia people. Sure. You might have heard of them. Okay. Ring a bell. Yep. Uh, their their story is just ridiculous. They said according to, uh, so uh, according to Merriam-Webster. Uh, the term refers to a night watchman, which I get. It. Okay, fine. Jack o' lantern. Yeah, jack o' lantern. Okay. Um, and this is a direct quote. At the same time, jack o' lantern was applied to another kind of light, the flame-like. F- oh no, this is the thing that I think is total bullcrap. Okay. Ready? Are you yeah, ready for this? I'm ready. So at the time, at the same time, jack o' lantern was applied to another kind of light, the flame-like phosphorescence caused by gases from decaying plants in marshy areas, also known as ignis. Fatus, the medieval Latin term that uh, literally, or that means literally, foolish fire or will o the wisp. <laughs> so, rotting vegetables. Yes. Would a f- glow yeah, essentially. A flame like phosphorescence caused by gases from decaying plants. Why would that the also marsh- be called jack o' lantern? So, I I mean I guess. Are there pictures of this? Uh, I wonder if this. I'll look it up while you're doing that. Okay, and it and then it goes on. It's easy. It's easy to gasp or it's easy to grasp how people might have associated this natural phenomenon with the flickering distant lanterns held by Jack. However, the connection of yeah Jack lantern to a carved pumpkin is not clear. Um, And so this is what they said in their little like annotation. A more compelling theory is that. The application of jack-o'-lantern to a hollowed-out carved pumpkin originated in nighttime pumpkin pranks. In the 19th century... (laughs) Pumpkin pranks. Yeah, in 19th century America, the pumpkin was readily available to young pranksters who knew that a grotesque face uh, could be carved into a hollowed-out body. Ooh! Right. A body? uh, No, I'm sorry. To be carved into its hollowed-out body. Okay, you scared me. Yeah. Uh, and that if uh, it were lit up, it could be used to frighten unwary people at night. Eventually, people began to ref- uh, people began referring to the pumpkin in the prank as jack o' lantern because of the si- because of its similar flickering, glowing appearance when uh, lit. Because of its similarity to the lit uh, to the jack o' lanterns seen in the marshy areas. Look it. I don't know if that's real, but that's pretty cool. There's I looked up no Ignis Fatus. There's no and that's way. What it, that's what it, it's like a flaming ball of something in the forest. No way. That I don't is, know, Dude, man. that's totally fake. It looks pretty cool. I, yeah. I mean, I can't that's tell whether fake. it's real. That's for sure fake. Come on now. Well, then I don't know so what to tell you. Anyways, it was, it was believed that like Americans in the 19th century were, um, were aware of the Ignis Fatus through scientific articles 
in newspapers and magazines through uh, through stories from Britain. I love in order to dispel a completely ridiculous myth, like the story of Jack O' Lantern, which is like ridiculous. I mean, I don't think that there's any factual like evidence that supports. I mean, he could have been a real person, but that's about right. It. Right. That this that stingy Jack really turned the got the devil to turn himself into a coin and all that, right? Right. But I feel like Merriam-Webster's explanation of Ignis Fatus. Well, I mean, they're just saying, oh, hey. It's it's probably because these articles existed and, I don't know, as far as we can tell, Americans like in the 19th century were very familiar with the scientific, uh, or is it the 1900s? Hold on. 19th century. Yeah. So in the 1800s? A, yeah. But it's reasonable to believe that Americans were aware of the ignis fatus through scientific articles I've and new nev- newspapers I've never and heard of that. And through stories about Britain. Before right now, I had no idea that existed. Directly from okay, one (laughs) bad grammar through this whole. This is a direct quote from Merriam-Webster, so I'm I'm starting to question all that. But (laughs) I guess I'm just saying, like, instead of leaving it open-ended, they give us their own explanation. And like, wait, I'm supposed to believe that 19th century Americans were like, oh yeah, it's it's just a little Ignis Fatus. (laughs) Everybody's gonna know. Be like, hey, why did you carve this scary face into this jack-o'-lantern? Ignis Fatus. Ignis like, Fatus. Oh, that's right. I totally read the magazine articles and the newspapers and heard about the stories about Britain. Yes. Like, good day to you, sir. Ignis <laughs> Fatus. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it, I don't think that's it, correct. It just seems so much of a stretch. And yeah. I'm like, you know I what? Agree. That is, that's that's truly what's terrifying about Halloween. Merriam-Webster's <laughs> reasoning for this. It's like, they're like, well... We're the we're the encyclopedia people, and we cannot leave like a complete myth open ended in our book. We have to, we have put to tighten a bow it. On it. Yeah, we have to put a bow on it. And be like, well, but here's a here's the real explanation. When was that? Do you know when that was published? I have no idea. That's weird. Um, but I just had some thoughts because it was kind of weird that like when I was reading through the all of the the stuff about like how Halloween became a thing. There's a term that's called like spirit of the law where when judges interpret a law, they'll kind of look at the whole, like maybe not the black and white. They'll look at it as like, um, what, what was the spirit of it? Yeah. What say, was the intention? Yeah. Sure. And there's kind of this like spirit to Halloween, huh, no pun intended, <laughs> where so many different cultures at that time had these days that all occurred right around end of october end of october so the original pagan one was called um Sowin, mm-hmm. which is actually spelled it looks like it says sam hain s-a-m-h-i-h-a-i-n pronounced Sowin. um yeah so that was actually um celebrated on october 31st which was the end of the pagan's fiscal new year fiscal yeah yeah it was <laughs> yeah it was after the last crop but that was the end of their fiscal new year for all their finances mm-hmm. sure yeah they kept that information in the library yeah snag off um but there's something about uh just like, eating sugar at that time too why because it's to fatten it, up because it's the beginning of the beginning of winter? the winter yeah wow there's something like so that where, is where the candy yeah, thing like comes right before from. right before winter time people die but what's um what's What's odd, more odd about this is that it makes sense that 
you know, when you talk about when you talk about mass mm-hmm. famine or like food shortages, mm-hmm. people always envision, especially during like war times or sieges, what they always envision, um, you know, winter time, wind blowing like a shutter just banging in the wind, <laughs> and everybody's freezing, desolate, sh- desolate, destitute, yeah. sure, uh, and there being no food. But the reality is that in most mass famine, what happens? Uh, is that the the real shortages actually occur over the summertime, because mm. that's when your food stores truly actually run out. Actually, run out. Sure, right. That makes sense. So if you're in, if it's if it's true famine, then the death occurs right before the harvest. Interesting. Know? Yeah. So like right before that Halloween or whatever yep. other cultural celebration happens. Yeah. So hmm. if you're going to, if you're going to die from lack of food, it's not going to be in the winter time. Cause you have it's enough to be get through before winter. the next winter time. Oh. Right at the beginning of fall. Okay. Which okay. is kind of wild. Yeah. And you don't really think about that, but that makes sense. Right. So there's some, there's this like, uh, it's kind of just a weird thought that, you know, eating sugar is it's, well, I guess let me back up. It seems just like so weirdly inherent. And like instinctual that candy on Halloween. Yeah, that the that it's like wag uh, the the tail wagging the dog, you know, or or the cart before the horse. I don't know if that makes sense. If the reference makes sense, but it's like they've just gone hand in hand. Well, yeah, the 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 uh, the need to like fatten up before winter mm-hmm. manifests itself in a holiday. Interesting. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Consider me enlightened. All right. Okay, so that's Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack colon. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, no, no. The history of the jack-o'-lantern colon. The legend of Stingy Jack. Thank you. You're welcome. Very informative. Thank you. I understand why there's so much candy now. Well, no, that's not why. It's like that in America now, but that's how it started. You know what? Full disclosure. Don't care about carving pumpkins. I know. In my head every year, I'm like, oh, let's carve a pumpkin. And then I, I start carving it. And I'm like, this is disgusting. Why do I keep wanting to right, do this? Right. And you look at it and you're like, yeah, it's a piece of f- like it's a vegetable. And I'll just grab a sharp ass knife and be able to like do some real artwork. <laughs> and then it's it comes so out looking difficult. so busted. You're yeah, like, so this looks hard. so terrible. Yes, it's hard. Yeah. It's difficult. It's not fun. Yep, not fun at all. Yeah. So let's not do that this year. Have we done it ever? Yes. We did. I think we did it one time. Really? Yeah. I, think I so. feel like we would have fallen prey to that more than once. No. No. Okay. Well, so. good for us. Good for us. Okay. Are you ready for my story? I'm actually really excited about yours. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. ready to. I'm ready to learn a little something about spontaneous human combustion. Bum bum bum. Isn't that exciting for Halloween? And this was suggested to me by my father, Jim. Jimothy. Jimothy? Jimothy? James? James? Jimothy? Jimothy. Um, okay, so I'm just going to kind of... Jim the guy. I'm going to start out by telling you a story, okay? I'm going to take you back to Christmas Eve, 1885. It's a Halloween podcast, but whatever. I mean, it's, it's fine. It doesn't matter. The theme is spontaneous human combustion, sure. Patrick. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Christmas Eve, 1885. Seneca, Illinois. Okay? Okay. You with me? I think I've been there. Seneca? Yeah, I think so. In 1885? No, it wasn't. Certainly wasn't in 1885. Oh. Wasn't even 1985. Well, you're you're old enough. <laughs> <laughs> He's glaring at me. Anyway, okay. So Christmas Eve, John Larson is the farmhand to Matilda and Patrick Rooney. Okay. 
you're in this story, so why don't you buckle Look alive. up there, sir? It's my favorite word. Patrick, your own name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So John Larson is the farmhand. Patrick and Matilda own the farm and they employ John. Okay. It's Christmas Eve. They're all drinking whiskey. They're having a great time. He's is staying there Christmas Eve. I think he was just celebrating with them. Maybe he didn't have family. I don't know. Maybe his family didn't live in Seneca, Patrick. And Matilda and Patrick just wanted to include him. Maybe yeah. he's an orphan. I don't know. I don't know a lot about John Larson. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Why anything. are you grilling me? I'm not. Why are you asking me so many questions listen, about it? Listen, were John and Matilda having an affair? I'm, I mean, maybe. Okay. Well, this yeah. story takes a turn. So just Come on. look alive. So they're drinking whiskey. You know, it gets late. John says, I'm going to go upstairs and go to bed. Night, y'all. Merry Christmas Eve. So he goes to bed. In the middle of the night, he wakes up. He has kind of a coughing fit, can't breathe super well, but he ends up falling back asleep, doesn't really think anything of it. He wakes up in the morning. When he gets up, he sees that there are like little flecks of soot on his pillow. And he's like, what? That's weird. And he gets up and passes Patrick's room. He's dead on the floor. Patrick is dead on the floor in his room. And there's no like clear evidence as to what happened like there's some smoke and soot around and in the room but he's dead it's not like he was murdered there's not blood anywhere there's no evidence of like a fight or anything like that but he's dead so that's not great um later on he's looking around the house goes into the kitchen there's a hole in the kitchen floor about two and a half by three feet charred hole in the floor and in the hole is a pile of ashes. Next to the hole in the pile of ashes, two human feet still in their shoes. Hmm. No sign of Matilda, just feet. So was he was he charged for their murder? Well, listen. Listen up. Okay, well you have a pr- you you do the you you know what I'll, I'm going to give you. You do the pregnant pause real good. Thank you. Real well. Real good. Real good. That's right. <laughs> you did that real good. Okay. Um, so I want to ask questions. But I mean, you can, but but I w- but I will ask right pointed questions. If they're not the right questions, I'm just going to tell you to wait. All right. Yeah. Fire away. So Dr. Floyd Clendenin. Clendenin. Clendenin is called in from Michigan <clears throat> to do a proper investigation of what happened. He finds a skull, some bones. And they determine this is Matilda. Like, that's her body. Her feet. Those are Matilda's feet just chilling in their shoes still. A little bit of fire damage, but they're, they're fine. I mean, they're not burned. Um, she was 160 pounds and has been reduced to 12 pounds of ash. Yikes. What? And there's no other evidence of fire in the house besides that hole where she was standing. There's no, like, the kitchen is fine. The house did not burn down. It's bizarre. There's a layer of greasy soot on the walls. And um, turns out John Larson dies two weeks later from inhalation of the fumes from this apparent fire. All three of these people dead. I guess so. So the one thing that gets me is like it just burned a hole in the floorboard. Yeah. In the, so in the, the body ground. turns to like thermite or, oh, if you guys don't know what thermite I is. I don't. You should, you will know. Okay. Yeah. 
because we're 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 gonna release a joint episode coming up. Oh, you guys are gonna know all about thermite. Poop your pants. Let me just tell you. But anyway, so it's like we're supposed to think that it just turns into this phosphorus and it just burns this like magma and like melts right through the floor, listen, but doesn't catch the house on fire. Listen, I'm gonna talk about the science of it. All right. Okay. So why don't you just relax? Relax. So. Oh, I should have said a lot of this information was from High Mystery. It's a podcast where they smoke a joint and then talk about a mystery, which I think is hilarious. Um, Encyclopedia Britannica, Real Clear Science, BuzzFeed Unsolved Mysteries on YouTube and AnomalyInfo.com. Interessante. Okay, so John Larson, the farmhand, dies two weeks later, apparently from inhalation. They determine that Patrick also died from inhalation and the fumes from Matilda apparently burning to death and no one knowing that that's what happened bizarre um and john larson was never charged with either of their murders or deaths because when they were investigating the house they could see his body outline in soot on the bed so they knew that while this was taking place he was sleeping see it's not crazy but it's weird that like if you were upstairs and you know it's not like if this is 18 hundreds not like they have like a ventilation or got in the air ducts and then was like disseminated through the house the soot yeah yeah but smoke is still gonna rise and it would have gotten yeah, everywhere but I mean, think about like burning a pizza yeah in your oven yeah there's not just a layer of soot all of a sudden no but this is far more intense than that far more we'll get into it okay so my next story so that was the story of matilda rooney burning to death sure. just her feet okay just her feet and some bones left left that's it that's it matilda matilda rest in peace okay matilda next story this one's far more recent patrick far more recent. does it also involve a patrick um no but it involves ireland oh. ah. 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 okay december 22nd 2010 mm. ballybane ballybane galway oh okay galway in ireland yeah the Remains of a 76-year-old Michael Faherty, also known as Michael O. Fatharda? Fatharda? No. I don't know. Faherty. Say it in an Irish accent. A Faherty. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. He was just... His, the, Michael his O. Faherty. Well, Fatharda. Yeah, anyway, his remains were discovered um, when his neighbor... Tom Mannion was well, awoken. But it's they they don't they wouldn't pronounce that th. I It'd feel like you need to move on with me. It'd be a f- tarta. In this story. Yeah, you're fine. Yep. Okay. His neighbor, Tom Mannion, was woken up. Pause it. Patrick, uh, I'm gonna murder you. Violet, grandmother Violet, if uh call into the show if you disagree. Thanks. Just putting that out there on the airwaves. She's actually Irish, so she'll know the right Love way to you. say it. Anyway, his Neighbor is awoken by his own home's fire alarm at 3 a.m. Yeah, this is 2010. 2010. He wakes up, sees smoke coming from Faherty. Say it again. Faherty. <laughs> I'm going to call him Michael. Michael's Mike. house. And Tom was concerned, obviously. There's smoke coming out of his house. His own fire alarm's going off. His house isn't on fire. So he goes over to Michael's and bangs on the door, bangs on the door. Nobody answers. So finally, when he's like, something's wrong, something in his house is on fire calls the police which they call garda the garda the garda or just garda i don't know garda um call the police um police come they get into the house after the fire had been put out um it was inspected by garda gerard o'callaghan callahan 
G-H-A-N. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Who stated that Michael had been lying on his back in a small sitting room with his head close to the fireplace. Um, so was there were there Gaelic tra- uh, translations? Is that what this is? No. Garda? That's not... I'm, they say that's what they're called. The police are called Garda. Huh. I haven't heard that. I, was I mean, it's pretty recent. Anyway, his body had largely been destroyed by a fire, but the rest of his home was intact. Okay. There's just like a spot on the floor by the fireplace where he was sitting, and I'm pretty sure his legs were just still chilling there. Okay. There's a picture of it, and there's just a leg next to the fireplace, and like a burnt, a burnt situation. It always makes me think of the Incubus song. There's a where he talks about spontaneous combustion. What does he say? He's like he uh, talks about. Well, he's just like, like where he's like I think he's kind of like rapping as talking about spontaneous combustion. And he's like up right up above the knee. He said he mentions that it's above the knee and everything. Weird. Else. Yeah. No, that's, that's a you. common thing. Brandon Boyd, probably one of the best singers ever. So the fire itself had centered entirely on Michael's body with only the floor beneath his body and the ceiling above showing burn damage. So the rest of the room is totally intact. There's a little bit of smoke damage, but there was a box of matches that was on the mantle and it didn't burn. Totally undamaged. Um, there was a cell phone and a razor found in the same room. Fine. Like, not burned. Um, and Michael had been seen alive two to three days before his remains were found. So we're not sure when the fire started or how long he was there. Mm. Um, after careful investigation, there was no accelerant found, no chemicals, nothing that would have caused a fire to burn hot enough to destroy a body. Um, but there was no reason to suspect foul play. And the metal medical examiner stated there was no evidence of like heart attack or anything that would have killed him otherwise. But his body was also super, super burned. So it's kind of hard to ascertain so what actually killed him. So it wasn't like the Matilde, Matilda. <laughs> um, situation where she was just reduced to ashes, literally. I think there may have been a little bit more of his body, but it was mainly ash. Kay. There might have been a few more pieces okay. left behind. Right. Also, the records from 2010 are obviously a lot better than 1885. Wow. And medical examination. Wow, 1885 saying F you, man. You don't know. I mean, I just have to assume. So, there was a fire burning in Michael's fireplace, but after thorough investigation, it was ruled that the fire was not the cause of Michael's combustion. You're off the hook, fire. You're off the hook, fire. The coroner... You've been exonerated, Dr. McLaughlin had never stated the cause, a cause of death as spontaneous combustion before Michael Faherty. Like, I don't know why that's shocking. He had never... Because that's... No, he had never stated saying, that the, the cause of death no, I'm just, in a country I'm just with three million people... Reaffirming how weird this is. However, he said, this fire was thoroughly investigated and I'm left with the conclusion that this fits into the category of spontaneous human combustion for which there is no adequate explanation. Sure. Okay. Okay. Third and final story. Mary Reeser. Reeser? Reeser. 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 Go back with me to July 2nd, 1951. We're in Florida. 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 Mary's son comes over. He's a doctor. He comes over to visit her on July 2nd. Mm. She says, I took took two of these sedatives. I'm going to take a couple more before I go to bed. He says, great. Night, Mom. Leaves. Okay? At 5 a.m., Mary's landlord notices the smell of smoke. 
and it's not until 8 a.m. when she goes to deliver a telegram to Mary. She's walking to her apartment that she notices soot in the hallway leading to Mary's apartment. Um, when there was no answer at Mary's door, she's knocking on the door. She's trying to say, hey, I have a telegram for you. It's 1951. <laughs> right. I have this telegram. Right. Hello? Hello? Sorry, text messages haven't been invented yet. <laughs> can you come in or can you open the door so I can give you this piece of paper with a text message on it? <laughs> no one answers uh-huh. the door. Mary doesn't come to the door. So hey, she it, tries. It's Western Union, see? She tries to open the door to let herself in. Doorknob's too hot. She's like, oh something's wrong there are some painters around in the apartment complex and she's like hey can you get me into this apartment they get into the apartment (laughs) they're like oh for sure let me use this paintbrush i'll get that door down in no time yeah i I open doors with this paintbrush all the time matter of fact i just walk up with this paintbrush and they're like they were actually the strongest painters in the world at that time that's right yeah callous hands they didn't feel the burning heat they go in to the apartment and they find the burned remains of mary reeser (laughs) the weirdest part about this one is that her skull had shrunk to the size of a teacup what What? like a shrunken head her skull was like a shrunken head well did she buy the sedatives from a witch doctor (laughs) i don't know because that would explain everything (laughs) i don't know cut cut mary reeser's story out of this one of her feet remained perfectly unscathed it's her left foot if you were wondering it wasn't but but you're welcome some of her vertebrae were still there but the rest of her body was completely incinerated that's all that was left what about the what about exterior damage so cremation experts so people who burn bodies for a living Mm -hmm. state that in order for a body to completely burn it would need to burn at at least 2500 degrees fahrenheit for three to four hours 2500 degrees listen i'm just telling you i'm just telling you Deborah. Deborah. Jet fuel does not melt steel beams. It's Brenda. Deborah. Oh no, you're right. It is Deborah. Damn straight I am. We're gonna get to it. Right. Twenty five. Tune in. And and most think like around three thousand degrees is the sweet spot. So that's three. That's, that's what I'm saying. Thousand degrees. That's what I'm saying, Patrick. This is bizarre. So it has to be instantaneous. Three because to otherwise. Four hours. Right, but no. What I'm saying is that A internal sustained com- heat. Right, but internal combustion has to essentially be. It's like effectively a bomb almost. Like you, you turn your body into a bomb because otherwise, how do you? How I'm do gonna you explain it. I'm going. All right, let's to get there because I've got it. questions. You I said see I will explain it scientifically. Okay, well I'm still telling the stories, Patrick. Well, hush, right. hush your mouth. Fire away. However, the rest of Mary's apartment remained relatively untouched. Some light switches higher up on the wall were mel- melted. But the outlets below were fine and still functional. There were candles that had all the wax had completely melted, but their wicks still stood upright. What is this witch situation? Something electromagnetic, huh? A stack of newspapers in the room. Not burned. Fine. Newspapers. The walls were not burned. There was no cracked paint. The ceiling had some soot and smoke, but that was it. And there was the greasy residue on the walls. Like in the other cases. What? The only other thing in the apartment that truly burned was the armchair that Mary was sitting in. Neighbors near Mary's apartment had no idea that there was even a fire. But somehow she would have had to burn at 3,000 degrees. What? That's bullcrap. There's no way. Firefighters on the scene said the heat was unbearable. 
So how'd the painters get in? They probably didn't stay in there. They were probably like, good God, there's a burned body and it's hot as balls. I'm not staying in here. Good luck. I'm going to finish painting this apartment. Yeah, I would have called it a day and checked it out. I would have been, <laughs> I would have been a rubbernecker, man. Like, sorry, I opened this door and all I saw was like this perfectly like and a, a shrunken skull, like a foot and like a skull the size of a teacup. So, so hanging out here, super bizarre. Uh, but say. now let's talk about the scientific explanation for what probably happened because there really isn't anyone who, well, in the science community anyway, who's gonna say. Yes, spontaneous human combustion is a real thing. This is the leading explanation for what happens when people burn completely. Okay, so I, before we get into that, I guess I just want to to clarify. So are the scientists the ones that are giving these explanations for what happens in spontaneous combustion? Because Yes. I mean, because otherwise you know, the scientific community has to provide some sort of explanation for what happened, right? Yeah, that's what I'm about to do. For the rest of us lay people? Yeah, I'm about to do that right now. Okay. So, the leading scientific explanation for what happened to these people and all other people who are assumed to have died from peoples, spontaneous... Yes. Peoples of spontaneous combustion. Right. Is called the wick effect. So, the wick effect is when the clothing a human is wearing catches fire... And basically turns the person into an inside-out candle. Their clothes turn into the wick. And the fat of their body turns into the wax of the candle. As the clothes start to burn them and melt their fat, the fat can maintain a very high heat, very long burning candle, basically. Yeah, but... Fire. So it doesn't... Have you ever seen a grease fire? It's the same premise. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But it spreads. It's like it sticks to things like napalm. But if Matter of fact, that's not, the whole premise for napalm. But if there's not fat, it won't burn, is what this this premise is saying. Right, so but like, what I'm saying is that the fat is sticky. Yeah, but once it's burned, it's burned. Like, yeah. the rest of the apartment doesn't have fat to burn. No, but, like, cloth... Like, I mean, you put put a, put a blowtorch on the anything in this room for, like... One second, literally yeah. one second, put a blowtorch on anything in this room. The walls, the bedding, the pillows, the carpet. Oh, you mean anything. Literally anything. There it is. And then put a blowtorch on your skin for the same amount of time. Yes. Like all this stuff will just catch You're correct. Catch on fire. So uh, this is still mysterious. Like all of these stories are still very mysterious as to why nothing else burns and what the heck is happening. But listen, Brian J. Forward... No. Brian J. Ford, who is an independent research biologist, author, and lecturer, he recently researched cases of spontaneous human combustion and realized that most of the victims seem to be at least somewhat ill. He said, when we're sick or the body is severely stressed, blood glycogen, a carbohydrate that our muscles use for fuel, can become easily depleted. This leads to fat molecules being broken down and used as energy instead. If the process is accompanied by cellular starvation, which can occur can occur during chronic illness or even during a strenuous gym workout, acetone can be produced. So basically, like, so basically rendering your body to where it's running off. So the keto diet. Can you just calm down? Increased acetone okay. can be caused by alcohol consumption, specific diets, and even diabetes. 
So he's saying increased acetone might make you a little bit more combustible, but that wouldn't explain like how you catch on fire. Like it's not going to cause you to catch on fire. Um, He also said that acetone may be the reason um, that someone would be like more flammable than someone else. But this still isn't like super, super conclusive. He said the acetone um, can mix with water and fat. So it can be present throughout many parts of your body, like throughout the whole body. So to test this whole thing, this theory, he constructed one twelfth scale replicas of humans using pig tissue that was soaked in acetone. And when he lit them, they obviously blazed huge fires um, and leaving, as he described, um, a pile of smoking cinders with protruding limbs, which is exactly what they find in a lot of these spontaneous combustion scenes. So what they're saying is that like, the presence of something hot, like a that, like spontaneous combustion isn't spontaneous so no. much as it is like internal combustion in a car isn't spontaneous because it takes a spark from a spark plug. That's and exactly a gas. what my next line in my note says. It says, however, this still requires a spark to start the fire. Yeah. It's not so much spontaneous. That's right. So in the case Come of on. Matilda Rooney, it might have been a candle in the kitchen. Matilda. Or maybe they did have a fireplace going or something, but there was likely a spark that started the fire. Kay. For Michael, it was likely a spark from the fireplace that he was sitting close to. And a lot of research that I was looking at, which isn't as interesting, but a lot of it says people um, think he may have been dead and then a spark uh, caught his like body he had on a heart fire. Attack and yeah, like, and then he oof. went up in flames. Oh. Yikes. And for Mary Reeser, most people think she fell asleep while smoking a cigarette because of all the sedatives she took and then couldn't wake up because she was so drugged up. So, And she was a smoker, so that's likely, too. She was probably in her armchair smoking and fell asleep. Yeah. Everyone was a smoker. True. So about 200 cases of spontaneous human combustion have been reported over the course of history, starting in, like, the 1400s. And in many of those cases... 200, Hmm. roughly. And in a lot of those cases from a really long time ago, a lot of those people were heavy drinkers. So that kind of links in with the whole high acetone thing. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Um, so we should ban spontaneous combustion. Patrick? We don't have to understand it. <laughs> we just ban like, it. and it's I mean, it's already frowned upon, I think. No one really wants you to do it. Well... But we just need to get rid of all of it. Anyway, in most of these cases, um, or in all of these cases, especially the ones I talked about, the person's surroundings are not really touched by the fire. It's just mm. them, which is very bizarre because it is true that, like, all of the surroundings don't have, like, the fat or accelerant to, like, keep a fire burning. But it may be just that once that fire gets going that hot, it would need something else to keep it that hot. And so once all the fat is gone, it goes out. Because we're talking about 3,000 degrees. I just... It's insane. I Like, I guess I struggle with thinking that nothing else is going to catch on fire. Well, it, I mean, but it the, links the up candle, with why... The candle analogy makes sense because, because truthfully, like, a piece of rope is going to burn in seconds. Right. But it, it doesn't throw a bunch of fat, exactly. which waxes basically that. And it explains why people's feet are left over because there isn't a lot of fat in your feet right so the feet don't burn limbs are often left over because there's not enough fat to sustain that high heat Mm. that burns the rest of the body 
Isn't that crazy? I mean, so like these napalm, cases yeah. of all these spontaneous human combustions are real. It's just not that their bodies suddenly exploded. Right. Yeah. But this there, is, but people still do burn apparently without accelerants and are completely cremated and nothing around them is Can you imagine bizarre. You're sitting there and you're like you're sitting by a cozy fire on a <laughs> like a very a chilled winter's day reading a a good Mark Twain novel. Oops. And as the fire crackles off in the distance a piece of wood pops and an ember lands in your lap and then poof you're like 3000 degrees burning I for like five hours and you die um i don't think if you were conscious and aware that it would happen i think most of these people um are asleep or heavily drunk or medicated and it doesn't allow them to wake up in time so like matilda had been drinking a ton of whiskey Faraday may have already been dead matilda and Mary was on a ton of sedatives. So they couldn't wake up when they caught on fire. Matilda's just housing whiskey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just going to lick my fingers and put this candle out. Boom. Dead. Poof. But ju- isn't that crazy? So um, there was one article that I thought was funny and thought it would be a good way to wrap up. Um, tips to help avoid spontaneous human combustion. Um, Sleep in a bathtub full of water. Sh- no. That is a drowning hazard. um avoid dangerous sources of flame or high temperature especially when drowsy and don't smoke oh that's it no there's one more um avoid activities and diets which promote ketosis the bodily state where levels of ketones like acetone are elevated these include alcoholism starvation and diets based on low carbohydrates and high fat slash protein intake so keto diets, specifically Dang, keto diets, man. which you blew before I could get to it. Listen, back in the day when I was like a degenerate, yeah, I probably would have, if I would have gotten... Uh, Fallen asleep and a spark got on you, you would yeah, have combusted. Probably. Tons of alcohol in your system. Basically just eat meat. Yep. Low carb. Yep. High acetone. Anyway, um, the moral of the story is keto diets might make you burn a lot. Moral alive, of the story, so keto diets will kill you. Well, someone might find a pile of ashes in your left foot. And your left foot. So maybe just eat some carbs. I don't know. That's what I got from this. Isn't that crazy? I mean, Isn't that bonkers? You know, it's like I, I sit here and I'm like, well, what about this? What about that? Well, okay, but the real question is, well, what about the pile of ashes and a foot and nothing else burned around <laughs> yes, it? Like, it's I'm only mystery. telling you what I'm. I'm yes. only the messenger. Don't murder the messenger. Yep. I'm just telling you what no, we saw. No, but also this, is this isn't like a weird thing that used to happen in the 1700s. This happened in 2010. There's a documented case. Right. It's There's not like also rickets, and we're like, what are these rickets? Right. This isn't like the Black Plague. Like this could happen today. Right. If you were under medication that didn't allow you to respond or knocked you out, this could totally happen still today. Horrifying. Anyway, um, that's uh, spontaneous human combustion. It's really just the wick effect, but it's bonkers. Crazy. All right. That's all for me. That's all I got. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. That was good. It was better than Jack O'Lantern. Well, I don't know. Burning It was still interesting. Turnips. Still interesting. It was. I, um, I enjoyed it. Yep. Cool. Happy Halloween, you guys. Happy ha- Halloween. Thanks for listening. Wait, this is going to come out. 
This will come out a week before Halloween. It'll come out four days before Halloween. It's coming out tomorrow Sunday. Oh, Halloween's on a Thursday. Correct. That's right. That's right. That's right. Anyway, be safe. Make good choices. That's right. Thank Uh, you for listening. LBRpodcast.com. Check us out. Click like and subscribe. Do all the things. Thank you for giving us reviews. We love it. We need it. Um, You know what? We'll still send out some stickers, so. Yeah, if you share something, give us a review. We'll send you some stickers for free. Beautiful die cut matte stickers it's a nice sticker I'm not we also lie. have some new ones we uh we settled on a new design which yeah you, you may have noticed our podcast art is a little different a little spookier maybe a little spookier because we're talking about weirder stuff now so i wanted I, you to kind of match that you know i gotta tell you man i'm really excited about the next two weeks oh yeah oh. like i i've been planning ahead okay yeah good it's, uh, i'm excited it's it's like the cul- you would love it because it's the culmination of not really true crime but it's not true crime it's I just I mean it's kind of crime. We'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> and then the episode after that'll knock your socks. Oh man. Okay, Hang good. In there. I'm just ah. So come back is what he's saying. Come, come back on next back week. Now. Thanks guys. Click like and subscribe. Love you. Subscribe. Sub drink Therafina. <laughs> Bye. Love you.